What if we looked at the role of the church differently? Aber was ist, wenn wir die Aufgabe der Gemeinde anders betrachten? To send some fantastic people to serve in government. Fantastische Leute in die Regierung hinauszusenden. What if the church was sending some of its people into the business world? Und was wenn die Kirche Leute in die Geschäftswelt hinaussendet? What if we were sending young people into the teaching profession? Was wenn wir junge Menschen als Lehrer aussenden? And then another important institution in society is media. Und noch was wichtiges in der Gesellschaft sind die Medien. Your church is at a very important milestone right now. Eure Church steht jetzt gerade an einem sehr wichtigen Meilenstein. Imagine our arts would shine because art is the main language, the mother language of humanity. It helps reflecting It helps make things visible that are quite difficult to grasp and understand. And it transports moods and feelings and insights and atmosphere. And also, it, it makes visible the thoughts and feelings of other people's life. I really am amazed about arts and what it does, about these facts. And I'm really looking forward today to introduce you into that topic in the, my very own way. So when I left school, I made an apprenticeship as a florist and there we had also lessons to paint with watercolor and with paper. And we had an amazing teacher. She really stirred up a passion in me for color, for mixing color, for painting, for, for shapes and figures and all that stuff. And I was really much better than at the end of the school than I was in the beginning. And I was so amazed how she stirred up a passion and, and joy for arts in me. But even though it took me years until I had the courage to sign in for a painting course, a painting course where we would paint on canvas with acrylic color. I signed in in 2008 and this is my first painting. I really like that painting. I find it so amazing to see what was inside of me and I had no idea that I would be able to paint something like that. But it happened like this. I went to that course and the teacher was amazing. She was encouraging us to just use whatever we could use. I chose a quite bigger um, canvas, not a little one because I like big things. My name is bigger. But anyway, so I like this big canvas and she just encouraged us to use any color, to use anything, newspaper. I put on some newspaper. I put on some fabric. I put on some other paper. Until, after a while, my painting really looked quite messy. And I reached my end. I reached the end of my possibilities. And I knew back home I could do that. But I did not like that painting. I expected more. And then I asked the teacher for help and I said, look, I got stuck. I knew I could do it until here, but I don't like that painting. It looks messy and, and chaos and whatever. And then she gave me good advice. She said, look, now you look to the picture from a distance. 
take a look, turn it, take another look, turn it, take another look, and have a look if you see something. All of a sudden, I could see the shape of a goose here. I mean, I don't like animals, but I was happy to see at least something. So I made this white, and, and the peak was like it was, the big eye was like it was, also the two golden rings. I thought, yeah, look fancy and nice, and so I painted it the way I painted. And I really liked that painting. I put it into my car, had no idea what this painting means, I mean, the goose was obvious, but I could not know anything about goose. I put it in the car and back home, it was hard to get it out. It almost broke. But then I googled if I could see something or read something about goose. And then I found a homepage where it was described that goose in the Chinese mythology means purity wisdom and faithfulness in marriage. And I was blown away because as, it, as I said before, the rings were there before I knew the meaning. And then I thought, could it be possible that God wants to use my paintings, my arts to deliver his message? Could it be that he used creativity to deliver his message. I started to think about it and it really opened my mind. And I want to read a quote that says, art forms the supporting means of communication and expression. And that really started to take place in my thinking that it could be possible that God wants to speak to us, I knew that, but that he wants to use as much things as possible, our creativity, our arts, the way we, 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 what we love to do, to just use it to deliver his messages to us. I kept on painting. Not every painting had a meaning as, as powerful and meaningful as this, but at least I was looking for a Bible verse that fits to each painting. And then one day, I was in my quiet time, next to me was a canvas, I just were keep on painting, not finished yet. And then I am used to do quiet time, sitting there, reading Bible and praying. This is what in my opinion belongs to um, quiet time. But then I had the thought and, and I would love to paint again. And I said, no, 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 it's quiet time. You do that afterwards. You don't interrupt your quiet time with painting. This is what you like to do, but has nothing to do with quiet time. But then I gave it a try. I took an oil, caulk, and I painted a, a thing, a line from up there to down there. And then, you know, the oil caulk is something so beautiful. It's smooth in the hand. And, and I, I made like this, and I could feel the canvas and I could feel the oil caulk in my hand. And right away, I was in the story of the 
women of the woman with the blood issue because she touched the clothes of Jesus. And while I was making like this, it felt like I was touching the clothes of Jesus. And I never before felt so close and so intimate with Jesus in my quiet time, time than before. And again, it opened my mind, the quiet time that Communication with Jesus, relationship is much more than I could have ever imagined and, and I could ever, ever have lived out before. So it really opened again my mind and I start to believe that God wants to use arts, creativity, fantasy to just communicate with you and with me. Last year, After the ISAF conference and after the message of Bill Hybels, I really had the impression that Jesus is whispering to me that I should spend half an hour of my quiet time painting. So again, I thought, no, this cannot be a thought of God. It's just my wishes and uh, I just want to make you know, a good chance out of time and, and be effective in painting. So I would use half an hour that gives me every day uh, time to paint. I said, no, 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 I don't do that. I really want to spend my whole time with Jesus. But again, then I, th I thought, yeah, let's give it a try. Let's start it. And it sounds so romantic to spend half an hour in creativity, but... You can imagine what it meant for me to get up half past five and go into the dark, cold wash, washing uh, place. And then this is my place where I paint. Nothing creative, nothing inspiring. But I gave it a chance. And to have at least something spiritual then in that half an hour, I took my mobile with me and let play some worship music to have at least something spiritual. So I started first day. I did not expect to have something amazing and, and mind-blowing because I know to have a painting, it takes time. So I was not disappointed when the first day nothing happened. So I started and did it again and again and again. And I brought you some pictures with, so you have a little bit uh, inside. So I started, looks quite messy and I don't like this small canvas so all of a sudden I had the idea yeah, so make one of three and I painted a glass of wine you see the the fulfilled painting here I don't drink any alcohol so when I have uh, painted a glass of wine it's not because I like alcohol but it's a symbol for me for Jesus because it reminds me always that Jesus took the cup and he opened a new covenant before he died on the cross he took the cup and he promised a new covenant so for me when I paint a glass of wine it always symbolizes and reminds me of Jesus so I was happy the painting had at least one meaning and, and one message. I took the painting from the cellar up and hang it on be behind the at the living room, behind the sofa, and I started to watch. And I started to ask and wonder if God wants to tell me something. I waited days, weeks, maybe months. Nothing happened. So I thought, yeah. It is 
what it is with the glass and the meaning of Jesus. But then I read in a book about the story from the Israelites. They were delivered from slavery and the, before deliverance they had these 10 plagues and I read about the lost plague, the, the plague where the angel of death had to kill all the firstborn babies of the Egyptians. I knew this story from my childhood and for me it was always clear, of course the angel knew which houses belonged to the Israelites and which houses he had to spare because he was an angel, he knew that. But in that story, in the book I read, it was described that way. The angel of death went to every house and in every house he entered and killed the firstborn baby as he, was, as he had to do. But there were houses where death was already here because the Israelites painted the blood on the doorframe and that's why the angel knew he had to spare these houses. And right away it came into my mind, this is Pesach, death was already here. And then I had a second look of, to the painting and I saw, it's Pesach for sure. You see the table, you see the cup, Cup is, and table is, is a part of this Pesach feast. They have four cups. And then I also saw the blood on the doorframe. Death was already here. And I could grasp and understand what this story wants to tell me. It, after years I knew this story, I realized I am not a child of God just because I decided to be. I am a child of God because someone paid, because death was already here. Someone spread his blood. That's why I am a child of God. The Israelites were not just spared because they were Israelites, but they were spared because Death was already here. Blood was shed before. It has not to be shed anymore. And I was so astonished that God gave many paintings out of this quiet time. And he touched my heart through the arts. And he gave me a bigger understanding of his messages, of what is true and the truth in the Bible. I knew long before, but he gave me a deeper understanding through arts. And this is really a revelation for me. God loves to speak. You may stand in a totally different place in your creativity. You express your, yourself maybe in a totally different way, but the message And the point is the same. God wants to use our creativity to deliver his message. Doesn't matter in what way, but he looks and search for ways to deliver his messages to the, so our hearts can be open and he can put in his message for you and I because he loves to communicate with us. He loves to speak with us. And I was Googling also, what is art? I know art with these with this, uh, paintings, but there are much more different areas of art. Visual art, I explained to you, but it's also all we see in ar architecture. And the Catholic Church really used this to express what, what they think God looked like or what they think the heaven looks like. They expressed it and used it 
up to the end until Luther came and said, no, this is very much too much. It's only the word. And he was Luther was very much into literature and he could translate the Bible into German in a way that it has the rhythm of the of the farmers who were sowing the seeds. So they could learn it by heart very easy. So he was very creative in translating and was very creative in language. And then we have also the performing art like theater, dance and film. And I really love our legendary musicals because they they open the hearts because we have moods and atmospheres and, and, and feelings that are set free and heart opens easily and the message falls right straight into our hearts. And then, last but not least, we have also music. Can you imagine the music without the sound, the text without the sound would not touch our hearts as much as if we hear the piano playing, if you hear the instruments, if you hear the vocals. This is all open our heart that God can bring in the message. And I really am so thankful for a church like this. We are using as much as we can of art and creativity just to reach out to God and just to, to, to give space that God can deliver the message. And he wants to use our imagination, our creativity, our art to deliver his message. He uses all these things like a vehicle, a transportation to bring his message. And we can be so different in the way we, we are creative. Dave Kuhl's um, daughter, she does it that way. I brought you a picture. She arranges a beautiful place. She arranges a chair, maybe her most favorite cushion, and places the Bible there. He, she makes it so beautiful that everyone wants to be there. Everyone wants to spend time. This is all about creativity, to open the heart, to love to spend time with the Lord. And she also placed a, a note for her mom, you are allowed to use the Bible as well. And she posted it into our small group chat and said, Look, such a beautiful place. It really, I, I cannot help. I have to go there and sit down because it's so inviting. Another woman, she um, explained in one of our ladies' meetings what she does. We had this Habakkuk series maybe in January or so. And she, before the series started, she started to color her Bible in a beautiful colors. And then when it happened that the message came, she wrote down some stuff. And you can see also the beginning of Samsung Hall, the opening she put in. And also the golden glitter, they came from the ceiling down. She, she put it in into memories and made her own creative way to, to approach God and to open her heart. And a Bible so colorful and so creative made like hers really is attracting me to read. And I am much more attracted to read in Habakkuk with all these notes, with all these side notes than just a plain Bible. This is all about creativity. Be creative in the way you meet with God because he is the creator and he uses endless things in order to just meet with you and I. The Pope Benedict 
When he spoke to artists, he said the following, You are the custodians of beauty. Thanks to your talent, you have the opportunity to speak to the heart of humanity. This is all about it. Art opens the heart and makes it more easier to understand and to grasp the message that God wants to speak to us. And he also used art to be and live in the midst of his people. Back when the Israelites were in the desert, he intended a tent of meeting, the tabernacle. It's a piece of art and I love to introduce you to the tabernacle in a short video clip. The colorful curtain of the gate was illuminated by the morning sun and was a visible invitation for anyone who wanted to be close to God. The altar of burnt offering stood in the courtyard. The sacrificial animals were burnt on it for the forgiveness of sins. The basin for washing stood between the altar of burnt offering and the holy place. The priests had to wash their hands and feet before touching the altar or going into the tent. In the holy place, the table of showbread was in the north, the golden lampstand in the south, and the altar of incense in the middle in front of the curtain. The lamps burned constantly. Every morning and every evening, the priests filled them with oil. On the table, there were two piles with six loaves of bread each, which were replaced by fresh ones every Shabbat. The amount represented the 12 tribes of Israel. The altar of incense served to burn incense as a fragrance for God. Behind the second curtain was the Holy of Holies, in which the covenant with the cherubim stood. It was only entered by the high priest once a year at Yom Kippur, the great day of atonement. The stone tables of the law, the cup of manna and Aaron's staff were in the covenant. God intended this amazing artwork to just give in insight in his feelings and in his thoughts and to just create a place where people could meet with him. And all these different kind of posts and, and, and things they were used in the tabernacle, they point to Jesus right away. And up today, I really love the tabernacle because these seven, the seven posts, they, they point to areas, to all different kind of areas in my life that helps me to connect with God. And I am looking for the tabernacle wherever I can. When I am riding around like Greifensee with my bike, I ask myself, is it possible to find tabernacle here? What would, how would the four-color curtain look like? Or what would be the table with the shoe bread? Or what would be the holy of holies? How would it look like? And I could find it because God wants to speak to us. And I also am looking for um, the tabernacle in my paintings. And the painting, they get a deeper meaning and I 
get a deeper message and understanding of what these seven posts of tabernacle really mean because God wants to use whatever he can to deliver his message. And today I invite you, as we would go together into a museum and have a look at one of these art pieces from the tabernacle and see if we can get a message for you and me out of this art of peace. And it's the altar of incense. I love to introduce you into a more detailed way. The altar of incense is standing in the holy place. It's before the curtain that goes into the holy of holies, which the priest could go enter only once a year. Every morning and every evening, they had to burn um, incense to create a fragrance for God and it stands for worship. Every morning and every evening, a special mixed mixture of incense that could be used only and alone for the altar of incense. Nowhere else was it allowed to use that special incense. And worship, this is the, the fragrance that praises God. When we think of the altar of burnt offerings, we, we think of what God has done for us, what Jesus has done for us. But when we go to the altar of incense, we just take ourselves out and only look who God is. At the altar of burnt offerings, we remember that God saved us, that God helped us, that God strengthened us. But at the altar of incense, we see the helper. We praise the, the one who is strong, the one who helps, the one who rescues, the one who is mighty, the one who is big, the one who really has all riches, the almighty one. We just see who he is and take us out and just see who he is. And it's uh, described in Revelations 8, verse 3 to 4, the following. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense for, to offer with the prayers of all God's people on a golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense together with the prayer of God's people went up before God the angels before God from the angel's hand so when we praise God it's like this beautiful tasty smell of the altar of incense that reaches God and it's the only part that is missing he has everything expect our worship we can give it to him the worship and interesting enough is that archaeologists they dig around Jerusalem and they found a really ancient piece of this mixture of incense. And they gave it a little bit of it, gave to a priest, he took it home to just have a look at it. Two weeks later, he came back with the following feedback. He said, interesting enough, there were no flies and no insects around while I had this incense at home. So is it possible that God has a bug? I forgot the name and I cannot find it in my thing. You, you know, God has something against bugs. And this is worship. Worship 
is when we praise God, this is the incense and the box and the flies is a symbol for Satan because he's called the Lord of flies. He's called in the Bible many different names. One of his names is Beelzebub, which means in, in Hebrew translated Lord of flies. And this has a great spiritual meaning for us because it means when we worship God, Satan has to go. Satan cannot stay. He goes away. And can you imagine, in the tabernacle back then, there were a lot of blood. There were a lot of raw flesh. And this attracted flies. But because they had this incense burning every morning, every evening, staying there forever, there were no flies. And this is true for our lives. If we worship God, Satan has to fly. We see the same also written in Psalm 23, where it says, he anoints my head with oil. That means the shepherd knew he had to oil, a special oil, and rub it into the, the head of the sheep, because otherwise the fly would fly into the ears and fly into the nose, and then make some eggs in the head and as soon as the, the muggers would come out and the flies would grow, they would drive them crazy being in their head and the same is true with our thoughts. Sometimes our thoughts drive us crazy. It happened to me the last two weeks because I was so stressed for this message and my thought, thoughts were running and drove me crazy until the moment I remembered myself worship and Satan has to go. So I started to worship God and thank him for who he is, my helper, my deliverer, my savior, my, my strength. And you won't believe, but the, the, the craziness in my head from my thoughts of fear and stress and whatever went away and it started to be quiet. And this is the message for us today. When we worship God, Satan has to go. Not only this, one last thing. The holy tent had no windows. And it's not a fault of the builder. It's by purpose. Because worship has to stay. And sometimes we ourselves open windows and in comes doubt, in comes fear. In comes negative thoughts, in comes disappointment. And my question today is, where do you have an open window in your life? I love to pray. It's amazing to think about that you, God, use this art piece to give us so much insight in your thoughts and feelings. And today you made us very clear that worship is really healthy for us. And that worship keeps away Satan. And so often we are interrupted in worship time. We don't know how to worship. We have open windows and fear sneak in and, and doubt sneak in if you really love us, if it really matters what we do. And Lord, today we decide to close this window and focus only on you. 
And we decide, Lord Jesus, to open our hearts to the very different ways and unique ways you want to speak to us. Thank you that you want to be close to us and you love to communicate. And thank you that you want to use these things I love and I like to do to just meet with me. And I really want to take out the time each day that belongs only to you without any open windows. Manchmal frage ich mich, wenn alles andere versagt und zerbricht, was bleibt zurück? Warum sind wir von überall hierher gekommen? Weil am Ende vom Tag nichts anderes Bestand hat. Wie würde das aussehen? Was wären die Konsequenzen von etwas so Radikalem? Wie würde es aussehen, Jesus tatsächlich zu folgen? Freundschaften können zerbrechen, Karriere vergehen und am Ende wird Reichtum wertlos. Er weckt einen Durst für Wahrheit, Mitgefühl und Liebe, den nichts auf dieser Welt jemals löschen kann. Worauf können wir also wirklich unser Leben, unsere Hoffnung bauen? Es gibt nur die einzige Sache, wenn alles gesagt und getan ist. Er allein ist unser Fels, unsere Mitte und unser Fundament.